Lucy Harwood. Um, so I've done a little bit of digging around and I've discovered. Ricky Grove. Fog comes in on little cat feet. <laughs> Phil Rice. This is the best film that I've seen all year and maybe ever. Damien Valentine. Use the machinima, Luke. Hey everyone, my name is Ricky Grove and I am leading the And Now for Something Completely Machinima podcast for this week. I'm here with my pals Phil Rice, Damien Valentine, and Tracy Harwood. Hey! Hello! Yo, yo, yo! We're going to be looking at Damien's pick, which is pretty interesting. It's a space theme for this week. Now, Damien, you said you had a little news before we start talking about your film? Yeah, um, one of the games that we've been following... uh, since we started this show is star citizen because we've been watching some of the, the videos uh made with that game um but star citizen has a second component to it called squadron 42 which is a single player um game with a whole story and cinematic element to it and they've been very quiet about it for quite some time obviously they don't want to show off too much because they don't want to give away the story and all of that but um at the recent citizen con which is their anniversary for reaching the crowdfunding goals they they do a big convention and they show off all the latest developments they decide to show off what they've done with squadron 42 because they reached a, a big milestone which is its feature complete now all they have to do is the polishing now i'm going to say that they don't give a date on when it's finished so they anticipate doing a lot of polishing on this to get it right so don't get too excited but they released this video which shows off the game um some of the cinematics and they're talking about um how the characters are animated and it, you, you get to see it from the, the game perspective so you get to see the cutscenes and you're walking through and they show off that the customizable characters because you do this cutscene and it kind of fade cuts between different type ways that you can customize your character so you you have a a, a black man a, a, a white woman and um you know all kinds of different combinations they show up in this one sequence and then they're showing off um some of the, the big Hollywood names that are doing performances in this and how they've captured their likenesses and how you can interact with them in the game. And it's, it's, it's quite a lengthy video showing it off, but they also, they talk about how they did it. So it's not just showing the game, but you get to see uh, some of the motion capture with the, the actors in their motion capture gear with the, the cameras on their face to capture all of their expressions and the microphone there in front of them as well, which looks really heavy. <laughs> Um, uh, and you got the designers of the game talking about how they've improved the the rendering capabilities of the game since they last showed off something, and they do like this is what used to look like compared to what it looks like now, and and it's really interesting. And of course, this is a very cinematic game, and we've seen people use Star Citizen in a very cinematic way. So it's interesting to see what the developers are doing it themselves, and yeah, m- maybe that will go elements of this will go back to the community so people making machinery with the game can uh, use some of these tools themselves uh so i just thought it's really interesting to see this video and i wanted to mention it because it's inspiring it's interesting um so there we go uh squadron 42 uh has this update and there'll be a link in the below for terrific terrific yeah well you had some news for us tracy well, just sort of following on from that a little bit, actually, I, what I picked up is the day of the Vara 2953, 60 seconds of horror 
machinima contest for um, Star Citizen, ironically. Um, and what I saw was that um, people could uh, upload content to TikTok um, or use TikTok as the entry process for it. Um, and, I, and it kind of got me thinking about what's going on with um, Robert Space Industries, um, that they're kind of being, you know, pushing out, promoting the fact that people can kind of create uh, contests, uh, it, it, you know, machinima and enter contests and all the rest of it. Um, and it's something that we'll pick up from my point of view when we talk about your picks this week, Damien, because I think there's a little bit more to this, the fact that they're getting a bit, um, you know, keen to promote what they're up to in the light of the release of Starfield. I think that I think that's what we're really seeing. So I'm quite intrigued to see the way in which they're tackling the launch of Starfield and and how they're going about putting all these little bits and pieces out that mm -hmm. might tease people to stay with them. Um, so I'll just throw that out. I'll put a link to it. I'm just trying to see when the um, the deadline for it is. I think it it's, it runs out quite quickly. Um, although I think it's open until the end of November. So I think you've got time to enter it if you're interested. So that's it. That's all my comments on that one. I've got a quick bit of news about Second Life. Second Life has added uh, PBR rendering, physically based rendering to their uh, um, system, uh, which is a little kind, kind of odd because I would have thought what they would have really worked on is the ability to stream, improving their streaming services. But uh, it physically based rendering does make things look a lot better. Uh, textures take on a, a realistic quality to it. It's all based on real life um, ways that the rays of light uh, uh, hit certain objects and reflect uh, in different ways. So it's fascinating to see that. I haven't seen examples of it, but there are a couple interesting videos on that sh that show the difference between before and after using Second Life and physically based running. That's good news for machinima filmmakers because it gives it a more compelling look. Second Life has always had a kind of, oh, I don't know, specific visual style that looks kind of cartoony, I guess is what you would say. Um, I remember talking to Hugh Hancock once and asking him why he didn't, it's when Second Life was in its prime, what, about 10 years ago? And I asked Hugh why he never wanted to work in Second, why he didn't work in Second Life. And he says, because I don't like it the way it looks. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, it's not appealing to me. And I, I think maybe this switch to PBR might change that. Yeah, PBR textures, uh, probably most of the people that listen to the, to our show know, but uh, PBR textures is um, traditional textures and shading are, there's a diffuse texture, which is basically the main color of the item, and then you have a normal map to give it some kind of textured look. There's a specular map, which is another image that determines how light generally bounces off of it. A couple other optional maps that you could add, and PBR rendering is just a more advanced version of that. There's still you still have the diffuse, which is the traditional texture that's on something, the color, and you still have normal or bump maps. 
but then you also have ambient occlusion maps, which is a particular way, like you said, re related to the way that light interacts with the surface. There's a metallic shader, and there's also a roughness shader, and then there's other, you know, optional advanced ones and stuff. And the result is pretty stunning. Like if if you if you've worked at all with iClone as an example, if you if you download an older generation model and bring it in, and it has traditional textures and shaders and you bring in a PBR model and apply the textures there. Yeah, it's it's quite dramatically different. different. One, one of the things that I, I actually enjoy quite a bit is I'll, you know, I'm sourcing out a prop or something like that for iClone. And, and when you first, generally, when you first bring in an FBX prop into iClone, the textures don't always apply automatically. So you have to drag them over into the little grid on iClone. And as you add each texture, each shader, you can see the difference in real time on the, it's pretty neat. Cause when you first right. drag in the diffuse texture of a, I don't know, Darth Vader or something, it's pretty plain looking, it's pretty, eh. and then you bring in the normal map and then you bring in the the ambient occlusion and the metal. And as each one goes, it's like, oh, okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> I so, enjoy yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting uh, to that. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see, cause there's a, I assume there's still a very active uh, content creator community on uh, on second. Life. Oh yes, there is. Yeah, creating avatars and you know clothing and accessories and and all of that stuff. Well, that changes their process uh, in a pretty significant way. Uh, it's there's no straight conversion process from traditional shaders to PBR. It's 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 a different process to generate those images, but it's also a well documented process. That's right. Like you there are, there are plenty easily. of tutorials and guides on how to do those in Blender or whatever tool that they're using to make their their content. So I don't I don't see it as being any kind of setback. Frankly, most of the people that are creating, you know, apparel and accessories in Second Life, they're pretty experienced modelers anyway. They have to be. So yeah, they probably already know how to do that, and the smart ones will jump on that very fast because sure, yeah, the, sure. the difference is is. Uh, it's quite noticeable. Yeah, once you get um, a lot of PBR content in, the non-PBR content is going to really stand out. So it's really <laughs> yeah. creators to, to get in and update their creations. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll yeah, be interesting warning, to see. Warning in the Realusion store, if you see something that says it was made for iClone 5, buyer beware. <laughs> You're going to exactly. have a little texturing work to do. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not that hard to do once you if it's you not. do have it. No. It's not. All right, let's go on to your pick, Damien. You picked something from Starfield. What's what is that, and uh, why did you choose it? Oh, it's actually not long after we recorded last month because we were talked a lot about Starfield last month and the potential head for Machinima. So um, I think it's the next day afterwards. I started thinking, I wonder if anyone's made anything with Star. Missionary with Starfields, yeah. And I came across these two videos. Um, and I'm going to talk about them together because they're both kind of related. Um, so the first one is called Starfield, the feature no one talks about. And it's kind of, it's not really a machinima film. It's more of a, it's a guy who's familiar with the game talking about the potential for Starfields uh, as a machinima tool. He, starts off by explaining what machinery is and he shows some clips from um some other films which i some i recognize and some i i'm not familiar with uh and then he talks about he's on to talking about the game 
and he's talking about how the game is moddable and all the different kind of um customization and the content in it and uh, you know the fast array of locations and um stuff like that and then he concludes with a demo battle video that he made himself now it's not a cinematic masterpiece but it's not meant to be uh, he just wants to show off that you can do a scene in the game and so it's a battle between some soldiers and some alien bug things uh, in the desert and he's used console commands in the game so as we record this there are still no mod tools for the game so he did this without any of that he just used the console commands mm. in the game and he the way i understand it is he found a location in the on a desert planet and he spawned a lot of marines on one side and then he put the spawns some of these bug things um nearby and then he basically let them fight and he got in with the camera which um i'm not quite sure how he did that there must be a mod somewhere to, to let him do that um and he basically filmed it and he, did, he did get some really good shots um to show off his potential i mean it's not it's just a battle between soldiers and bugs you've seen it in starship troopers or aliens or anything like that um so it's nothing special in that regard but it's not meant to be like i said um but it kind of shows off the potential of what Starfield can do now without the mod um, tools available. And I think he he wanted he made this video to encourage people to to go out there and, and do something. And you know, I, I'm quite intrigued by the, this camera tool that he used, and it might be fun to you know document some of my own experiences in the game in like this. Yeah, and, I hope you do that. Yeah. And then I'm going to go on to the second video, which is. It's called the Mantis. Now, in the game, the Mantis is kind of a Batman-like uh, vigilante, and you, as the player, you have the option to become the Mantis if you take the right side quests. You can get the ship and the gear, and you can go out and doing that. And there's this whole element of, and if you get attacked by pirates and you're flying the Mantis ship, they're terrified of you and they'll flee. And there's different ways that they can interact. Some they'll just escape. <laughs> Sometimes they'll just say, uh, "I'm going to give you all my money. Don't kill me." <laughs> like uh, which is really hilarious mm -hmm. but um i don't want to talk too much about the mantis lore because you know if you play the game you don't want that spoiled for you but what someone's done is they've obviously been inspired by that lore and they're making a machinima series about the mantis in the game world and so what we've got here is just it's just a trailer for it because they haven't finished it yet um and it kind of shows off uh the the mantis character um talking about how he, he He's going out looking for justice and, you know, very Batman-like. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's only about a minute or two long, so it's not very long, but it shows off all different kinds of shots of um, the game and how he, the story he's developing. And so I thought these are the two good examples of, well, you got one encouraging people to make Mystery with it, and here's one someone's already working on something. Um and obviously we haven't got the end result for that, but I thought these are going to be my two picks since we were talking so much about Starfield last month. So uh, yeah, people are already working on it. So what do you guys think? I go next. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the um, yeah, I I I with the first one, I thought it was a really interesting kind of creator's eye view of the potential of of Starfield. And you're right, we talked about this quite extensively. Um, last month um but this guy takes it a little bit further than just that kind of oh yeah it's got great potential he provides this really interesting 
demo, I think. And and yeah, the demo is not massively, you know, there's no there's no great uh, story or anything with it. But what is quite astonishing with it is the the um, the animation quality um, and the and the way that that kind of unfolds, considering all they are as NPCs. I mean, that was that yeah, was quite yeah. interesting. I thought, and the and so it's the level of the detail through it and the way the soundscape um is is um presented i thought that was i i mean i really thought that was a very interesting example of just how high quality um this game is going to be and i i think it's got masses of potential which which clearly you know this guy does too the bit that i liked less about this was this kind of conflation of the story that he wanted to tell with the sales pitch around it Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why he's done that. Of course I do. Um, and he, you know, he, he kind of, he does have a, an interesting point to make. Um, uh, we, you know, I mean, that, 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 that kind of fair enough, I suppose. But, but, but the way that he presents it is both a conversation about its potential. And he, and he does that um, with the audience. Um, but this sort of sales pitch, I find that just a little bit annoying as well. Mm. Um, so that was that was kind of my take on the on the first one, the mantis. You know, I thought as a as a teaser, I thought that was a, a really interesting. Mm. It all you know another example of just what quality the animation is in this game. Um, I thought he set the scene really, you know, really well. He's got this kind of hero, this vigilante type, um, and this kind of intriguing visible you know invisible entity that i thought i thought that was really well animated actually um so again there's another piece that demonstrated the story potential uh sound design i thought was really interesting animation looks beautiful and actually with that one i thought the mantis one i thought i i i can't wait to see this actually i can't wait to see what Mm. he does with it Mm. but the, the bit that intrigues me beyond that is when i was looking at the you know what these guys were doing Quite clearly, the people that this is pulling in of, across all the machinima community that, or communities is the star citizen machinima making community. Um, and it, and really, you know, it's it, it. I suppose beyond the obvious appearance of the environment and the different things you can kind of do with the stories, you might want to tell it has to be because of the problems and confusion that Robert's Space Industries created when it teased Squadron Forty Two uh, last year. And if you remember, what it did at that time was it updated the rules on the premise of protecting, um, you know, protecting the use of the of the of the game um, by basically highlighting what folks could and couldn't do. And ultimately, what that did was created this environment of of confusion and uncertainty about just what you can do with Machinima using Star Citizen. And I remember the the you know the consequence of that. If I don't know if you remember. Do you, do, you, do you remember the Barely Not Monkeys space opera, Adrift? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes, that's that, Which was absolutely gorgeous. Well, in December last year, after, after they'd released these updated rules, they then released a statement which basically said that the game had prevented them from finishing Adrift Part 2. Mm. Um, and they basically said that at that point, their, their set had been removed from the game for some time. But I hope what this, this particular engine does, the Star um, 
what's it called? Star Starfield. Yeah, Starfield. Starfield. What I hope this does is actually enables uh, creators like those guys to actually uh, work and and finish the 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 films that they've been putting together. And I think that transition is is exactly why we're seeing Robert Space Industries now put out some of these kind of like, you know, little teasers, little contests uh, and and so on and so forth, because I bet they're running very nervous about what the impact of this game and its potential will ha actually have on what they do. So I think, you know, for that reason alone, these two picks, Damien, were really interesting ones mm. to, to discuss and reflect on for me. Good. Um, so thank you. Wow, those are great points, Tracy. I'll go next. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the uh, with the first one, the the Starfield Machinima. It, it, uh, yeah, it is interesting that we were just talking about it in those very terms about what potential there is, and uh, it seems like the person who made this video is is excited by those same things and wants to excite others as well. Um, you're right. The, the the demo that he did isn't. Uh, uh, as like some kind of standalone work or something, it doesn't doesn't make much sense. But if you think about it, a lot of the a lot of the Star Citizen stuff that we've seen is not like a drift. Yeah, it is absolutely. space battles and gun battles, and you know that's it's a younger audience. That's that's what they're interested in. So it may have been a pretty savvy idea for Allure on his part because you know me, I, I'm looking at it. For the potential of character-driven drama, you know, of course, close-ups and and, but you know that's 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 not maybe got the the mass appeal that, let's say, a Starship Troopers does. Which I'm not putting Starship Troopers itself, by the way, in that category because <laughs> the reason Starship Troopers is a work of genius is because of the writing. Absolutely, uh, it is one of the most masterful pieces of satire ever put on film but a lot of people who enjoy starship troopers they don't they, they don't get that from it goes right over their head they yeah i think it's literal you know so that's that's just there's just different people looking for different things so the conflation when you said the word conflation tracy i thought sure you were going to talk about his summary of the rise and fall of machinima mm, yeah. uh, because in in kind of one paragraph he says, you know, Machinima was a big thing. And even though the Machinima YouTube channel isn't around anymore, people are saying, and I just thought, oh, yeah. no. But he lost me at I that also, point. <laughs> I need to recognize that, you know, like them or not, capital M Machinima.com was very successful in hijacking that term and redefining it as what they did. Uh, we're, of course, as we've declared, I think, on our anniversary episode, we're we're in the process of taking that name back, and uh, your your help as an audience is much appreciated. So yep. I didn't really dwell on that. Um, anyway, yeah, I think there's 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 definite potential for Starfield Machinima, but the the stuff that I want to see that would get me excited enough to buy the game specifically for that is more: can it pull off character driven drama like like we saw in Adrift, which is just incredible um i want to comment also on the uh the the game is keeping us from making this i I'd, I'd be interested to know what they meant by that if they mean the game like i guess you said their set got deleted but 
Mm. Um, well, I would guess it has to do with the representation of the character. Do you remember we had this discussion about what it was, was that they were actually stopping um, people doing? And one of the things that came up was the representation of of characters in machin in in machinima. Well, the, the 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 problem that they had was that the 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 way the characters looked will look in what what's it called Squadron Forty Two is mm -hmm. exactly the same as in the Star Citizen general version, ah. uh, and therefore you can't you can't not have them look look the same and i would guess that would be one of the main things okay. but uh, but the other thing would have to be to do with the way that they funded that i would suggest um because they weren't necessarily um you know they they, they were you know they were they were they're professional actors in there as well um and i would say that there'd probably be something in in the way that 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 had been developed as a project and the way that they were thinking about how they might um develop it into something more substantial it's gotcha. probably also that you know it's to do with the trajectory that, the, or the pathway that they were on with that so really nonetheless, i was hugely, hugely disappointed when um you know when they they said oh we, we can't continue with it because i was yeah. so looking forward to seeing what the next episode was going to reveal to us they yeah, I do. once they got the mod tools i imagine they could do a drift with this uh, yeah Starfield. i think so and yeah. as for the set being removed, I, I guess as the game gets developed, old content is being removed from it because it doesn't match up with the newer stuff. With Starfield, you can build your own ship. You have all these different components. You just slot them together. Uh, so the ship, uh, this is my background here is um, Starfield. That's my ship. And I've slotted it together with all these different components. And they're just kind of like you get Almost a like a kit bash, huh? Yeah, you get different mm -hmm. type of cockpits and you just put it there and then you get different rooms. You just connect them together. And, you know, there, there are limits on what you can do because each piece has different connection points. So you can't just make absolutely anything into a big jumble. It has to make sense in the, to the game. But you get a lot of freedom for it and you can choose different interiors and, and so on. So they could build a ship that looks the way they want. Or get crazy and take it all over to to iClone slash Unreal, you know? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. They, you figure there are some assets from that original production that are salvageable, which is the voice performances, the, the the sound effects and stuff like that. So it would be an endeavor for sure. It would be quite a quite an ordeal to do. But if they really wanted to, they could, could pursue it. But it sounds like it's just another manifestation of what is always and has always been the risk of building something on a foundation of a of someone else's property a game if you have commercial aspirations for it if you're just having fun those risks are not really as as big a deal um so uh okay so the mantis uh, i did not know anything about the lore so i think i when i watched this i was kind of assuming that this was uh you know that it was an original story now clearly the the batmanish elements were 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 clear but i didn't realize it was uh built on lore it, it it's it's their own story they've just taken an element of lore out of the games and do their own thing to, to build their tell. own thing yeah yeah um this one we 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 covered a a film in a prior week where we we it was the uh i clone film of the big creature and we kind of kind of savaged it for uh for some 
issues that we we saw with the writing. And I think to a lesser degree, the same critique could be applied here in terms of maybe being a little bit too direct. In a teaser, it's a little bit different different rules because you're you've got a different objective altogether than a, a standalone short. But um it's it 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 reminded me watching this and I watched it a few times. It, it, the challenge of conveying a serious tone, like in machinima, maybe in particular, it's challenging because the you know machinima tends to be a little bit lighter, I guess. Uh, mm. Not always, not always, but you know it, it's it's hard to to convey a serious tone that doesn't go across that line where you're taking yourself too seriously. Right. That's a tough, that's a tough balance. So I really, I, re, I respect the, uh, uh, the endeavor and they, they did a, they, you know, they did a fairly decent job with it. Um, now, naturally I, I couldn't help, but because <laughs> I was a little bit critical of the writing, I couldn't help, but come up with a list of suggestions where they could, uh, where they could oh, avoid brother. <laughs> the serious tone problem. So, as a free service of of this this show, uh, I'm going to go ahead and present those, and I release all copyright <laughs> to these ideas. Uh, one would be, you know, the the, the main line of the, the the kind of apex of the teaser is, "I am the hunter, the executioner, and the only bulwark against all evil in this filthy universe." An idea one would be kind of a parody of the secret life of Walter Mitty, where as soon as he said that, then it cuts to his employer. Hey, bulwark against evil, get back to work. And that's the premise <laughs> of the story, right? Is this guy right, who's right. in his mind, he's the mantis, but really he's just the, you know, a janitor or or the cafeteria worker or something. That's idea number one. Take it if you'd like it. Idea number two would be romantic comedy. I am the hunter, the executioner, and the only bulwark against all evil in this filthy... Who is that? And the scope <laughs> on this very shapely alien woman. Uh, and basically, he would be the mantis, but for his uncontrollable womanizing <laughs> and constant distraction, almost a Guardians of the Galaxy feel, where he's just the, he wants the girl. So that's idea number two. And idea number three would would of course I can't you know pass this up without going the low ball route, which would you know be I am the hunter, the executioner. And the only bulwark against all evil in this filthy universe. But first, I must face my nemesis, psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> or lactose intolerance. Insert sound effect here. You know. So yeah, anyway, those are some ideas. Oh. If if they had a change of heart and wanted to turn it into a Batman-esque comedy, those are some possible ideas that they could do. Wow, uh, Phil. And, and then then you don't have to worry about conveying the serious tone. It's now it's a a satirical tone. So, yep. yeah. wow, and that's copyright free, ladies and it's gentlemen. Copyright free idea. That's right. I'll, I'll be uploading those to the Internet Archive after the show. <laughs> well, I enjoyed Mantis teaser a lot. I saw what you were talking about, Phil. It didn't bother me quite as much as it did you because I love the visual uh, style of it, and I also thought the voice over was uh, uh, outstandingly acted. Yes, uh, and it looks really great. But but I see your point. I think you're you're absolutely right, and and that idea of conveying seriousness in machinima is so true, and it's been a problem since the very beginning. And I think it's because 
there are two reasons I think that is the case. One is, is the Disney factor in the United States. Cartoons are always going to be associated with Walt Disney. And the fact right. that Machinima is essentially a kind of fancy cartoon in a way. And those two things cause people to just not take it seriously. Now, we have seen, I mean, we're at this point, we've become Machinima experts. I mean, I'll fucking go ahead and say it. We are Machinima experts. Not too many people have seen as many or worked as hard as we have on Machinima and understanding its history and its production. So we have seen many, many examples of Machinima being taken seriously, yes. and it can be done. But it is a problem, especially for new creators and the general audience, uh, um, audience-wide. I remember not too long ago, I was at a social gathering and somebody asked me what I would, what I did. And I said, well, I'm retired, but one of the things I do is a podcast. And so what's a podcast about? And I said, Machinima. She says, oh, what's that? <laughs> so you have the archetypal situation of trying to explain what Machinima is to someone. And one of the things they said, oh, like cartoons. <laughs> yeah, it's like cartoons, you know, the Roadrunner and, and Daffy Duck and all of that. So you're sort of fighting against the current and trying to share the idea that you can make serious drama out of it. And I think you're absolutely right, Phil. Most users for the Starfield are going to be creating shoot 'em ups and fun things that they can share with their friends or do with their friends. And that's the spirit of machinima. It's about community. So that's cool. I like that. It's just that we tend to look at machinima a little more carefully and tend to respect filmmakers and films that have a little more um, depth to them. And speaking of depth, um, the Starfield feature nobody talks about, I liked, but I was also bothered by the pit sales pitchy quality like you were, Tracy. It sort of niggled at me a little bit. Um, it it's sort of was trying to sell Machinima as being a kind of cheap throwaway kind of thing, you know? I wish he would have been a little more serious about it. But then again, when he actually showed the machinima that he made, that's the kind of machinima he he wants to make. So that's fine. Hey, I got no problem with that. If it, making fun machinima is as cool as anything. But I wish he would have spent a little more time on the actual machinima he created. Because if he's going to try to sell it, don't you want to make what it is you're selling look as good as you can? Because then more people will be convinced of what you what you're saying. Um, but I understand, and I, I see his point. I was appreciative that Bethesda games, including included Machinima tools in their their kit bag. Um, you don't see a lot of game makers doing that. You see game makers doing photo stuff, so you can do virtual street photography inside of it. But you don't see a lot of uh, Machinima tools uh, coming out. So. I was glad to see that, and I hope it's successful so that other companies can copy the the uh, the idea of giving people the tools to create things in it. It is problematic with the issue of content, but it has always been problematic from day yep. one. And we're gonna just you're you're gonna have to cope with that. That's just the way it is. My feeling is is that if you're going to, if you start out and you say 
I want to make a machinima that makes money. You better choose the, choose the vehicle that you're going to use by reading their EULA uh, very carefully and their terms of how to use their content very carefully, uh, because otherwise you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So you have, you have to be careful. I think the great majority of people are not going to do that. But if you do do that, um, make sure you read the EULA. And also, there's a possible chance of your work going viral. And it becomes a, a very much a commercial uh, commodity. You might want to, before you start on a lengthy product project in Machinima, look through the terms that they have just in case something happens. It's always a good idea to do that anyway. Uh, I, I think if you're if you're making something that you think is going to have your name on it and is going to be a, a good quality work. Um, you have to consider that, uh, but well, I, I like just, them. I, go even, ahead. Even just with regard to YouTube, uh, you know, if if you're putting a a video up and and uh, if you're a YouTube partner, for example, and you put a video up and it's going to tell you if it detects copyrighted content in there, it's not so right. good at detecting the visual content, but audio it can detect, and it'll just tell you, well, you you can't monetize this video. That's a no. That's a throwaway. Who cares decision? If you expect you're going to get you know, 2,500 or 5,000 views. But if if you get 5 million views, like you said, if it goes viral, uh, that's that's a significant chunk, chunk of, of change. potential income, right? So if you care about that at all, then then that's worth thinking about. If you don't, then honestly, so I part of me envies you, you know, have, have a great time with it then, you know, that's what it should be. I want to say one more thing, Ricky. If uh, I don't know if you were no, go ahead. Yet, I'm done. I'm pretty much done. About that first uh, machinima video, there was a point that I've neglected to mention. You you just reminded me of it. That he he mentioned in the video that a lot of the the manipulation he was able to do uh, was with console commands, and I just wanted to point out that's that's a very very encouraging thing in terms of future future potential for modding. If those types of manipulating and spawning NPCs and all that are readily available at the command line, then modders are going to have no trouble accessing those commands through their mods. Uh, games that don't have that exposed, it's much hard. I mean, Red Dead Redemption, great example. None of that's exposed. So what little can be done in that game with modding that benefits Machinima is a hard slog and the, the mod often gets broken every time the game updates and has to be reprogrammed. And a lot of developers just say, after a few times of that, they just go, ah, forget it. What the know, hell? Yeah. It's not worth the trouble because they can't monetize what they're doing either. So the fact that Starfield, you know, they can say that they support that content all they want, but they actually built it into the game, the groundwork that's going to enable some really amazing things. And I think free camera is the least complicated of those i think that that that's a that's a that absolutely will exist yep. um whether it's a programmable camera where you can actually you know program certain moves into it stuff well that's for the modders to work out but if they can get access to those camera coordinates and access anything's possible there yep. to program spline moves and all kinds of neat stuff yeah um, but in terms of manipulating what's happening with the actual uh objects and characters on the screen if you want an example of what a supportive game 
can lead to with that, look at Grand Theft Auto V. My goodness, the mods, the, the things that people can do in that, they can actually... So if you haven't played Grand Theft Auto V, you don't know this, but a lot of the buildings, these these beautiful buildings in, in the city, are just empty shells inside. And actually, there's not a whole lot of missions in the game that take you inside buildings. And if they do, it's actually somewhere else, and it's locked out during general play of the game and stuff like that. But because the good modding structure was there, there's actually a way, and it's a thriving enterprise right now, where people are... Okay, the only thing I know to compare it to is the way Google approached Google Maps, if you remember. When they first decided to add the 3D layer to Google Maps, they outsourced or, or made, it a, made it able to be outsourced for people to submit 3D models of, let's oh, say, remember a that. neighborhood or a building. And you should see Google Maps now. My goodness, that has been populated out, and it's it's pretty amazing. Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar Games basically did the same thing, or at least gave the ability for that through a mod. And there are people now who are building, building out fully decorated interiors to the major buildings in Grand Theft Auto. Just for gameplay purposes, but what wow. a machinima potential that would be. For sure. And then of course, of course, that game already has some very nice filmmaking tools in it. They're they're limited and the limitations can get a little frustrating. You can't be, you know, very far away with the camera from whoever your main character is. So you have to really strategize with that. But uh, anyway, it looks like Starfield is headed down a similar path where just right out of the gate. They're they're welcoming modders and giving them, yeah, they're just commands in the command line right now, but those are tools. It's access yeah. to interfering with how the game works, and that's what machinima is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's what good machinima, that's where that can really flower, is when you can actually uh, you know, make the game do something different than it normally yeah. does. Then it's elevated above just the level of let's play. And sure. now it's yeah. Wow, how did you do that? That's the that's my favorite comment on an interesting machinima film is when someone goes, How in the world did you do that? Someone who knows the <laughs> game. So, and yeah. They're, and they're and they're going, How did they do so I, true. I love when we get one of those films across our desk at this show is where we all puzzle over how did know, they Dave, do that? Yeah, we Damien and I've been we've been doing this a long time. And when it, when you stump us, it's <clears> like, <throat> that's cool, man. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm very excited about Starfield to see what happens. And listeners, if you're interested in finding out where these mods are, uh, the uh, Starfield community is a place to go. But also Nexus Mods uh, online is a good place. They're probably the biggest and safest place to download mods so that yes. you don't download a mod that has, you know, a, a worm or something in it. That's a great place to check. I'm sure they'll have a Starfield uh, section uh, if they don't already have it. Well, that's our pick this week. Thank you, Damien. Boy, those are, again, those are lots of interesting and fun um, picks. Uh, the Starfield will be, we'll keep an eye on Starfield. Maybe one of us will jump in and make something out of it. Um, I plan on making a big battle scene, but we'll, we'll see how that turns. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Thank you, everyone. Uh, send us your thoughts about what's going on or what our content is uh, this week or the movies, wh whether we missed something or we 
you have an idea of your own, send it to talk at completelymachinima.com. And as always, the show notes are at completelymachinima.com. Thank you, Tracy, Damien, and Phil. Enjoyed this conversation, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.